welcome to your Nexus Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Nexus nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in Excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more. Hello, welcome to episode eight of Nexus Access All Areas, the podcast designed to get this band in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, acknowledge their greatness, and also educate Uber and passive and in between fans of all that is great about this band. Hello B, how are you? Hello Hayden, I'm fine thank you. It's been a good week, hey? We've got some really lovely feedback about last week's episode. Look, I think John was a popular topic. We had uh, a variety of people from a variety of places give their, their feedback, and I think it was, um, you know, we, we, we thank everybody mm. who appreciated the, the, the deep dive we did into John's mm, career. Mm, it was really good, um, and lots of people were just enthralled to want to know more about him. So um, I put um, Smoking Joe up on the um, Facebook yesterday, and, uh, yeah, everyone was loving it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's interesting, actually, the amount of um, actual joy I got from people who love Deepest Red, the, the oh, sort yes. of the tribute song. Um, I think uh, anyone with the name Lisa, and we have a few Lisas within our Me group too. and things, <laughs> uh, seem to connect with the Lisas out there. Mm. <laughs> Initially having not maybe heard it since uh, uh, prior to the episode. Is that right? I hadn't heard it, no. So I really enjoyed it too. I kept getting it mixed up, didn't I? <laughs> You did, you did, yeah. Well, look, let, let's confess, we, you know, we do make mistakes and errors, but when I did a, a bit of a, look, we, we, we're not uh, Spielberg here, but we, we do occasionally listen to the podcast back just to pick up on any sonic uh, interruptions and things. And uh, when I did listen to the sort of uh, episode of last week and uh, B went and put on what was supposed to be Deepest Red and then it was suddenly Red Red Sun... <laughs> I was a little bit like, this what makes me look a bit doing? stupid. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and you know what, I think it was about four in the morning, somehow it had popped up on my Podbean, well actually not Podbean, on our, on the MP3 you sent to me, and I'm like, hang on, what's going on here? This ain't Deepest Red, I'm going down the limb here about Deepest Red, and you put Red Red Sun on, but easy mistake to be done I if you don't know purpose. the song. I did it on purpose, I did it on purpose to see if you <laughs> like, listen to what I've, uh, what I've put together. Uh. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you know the, uh, the Van Halen Eminem story? go on <laughs> enlighten me we don't normally digress too much in our intro but l- let me share with you B many many mm. years ago Van Halen went on tour and as part of their conditions of their tour with their rider uh, and the tour manager was to have all I think blue M&M's or one of the colours removed from uh, the M&M bowls in their change rooms or dressing rooms uh, which you might actually. see as pretty pretty <laughs> <laughs> Pretty diva-esque, isn't it, when you do very, something like that? Yeah, it is. Very diva. And, 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 the, and the reality wasn't, they they weren't being sort of, you know, Mar- Mariah Carey-esque and, and too over the top, but what had happened on a prior tour or whatever was one of the roadies had actually been sort of a, nearly electrocuted um, at one of the uh, venues. Oh. And... I guess part of the conditions of a tour is there's this contracts and things like that. And I thought, well, if they put the, the blue M&M sort of uh, condition in there, if they turn up to any concert gig and see blue, blue M&Ms in their, in their bowl, they'll realise that the venue operators haven't been doing their due diligence. Oh. So it was sort of a little indicator. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to put an indicator yeah. in for me and you, are you? 
Not really. You just, you know, okay. we've got our deepest okay. reds and our red, red suns mixed <laughs> up, but it's all good. But um, I, I'm glad you love the song anyway. Yes, no, I do. Well done to you finding that one and putting it out there. It's a good vocal, isn't it? Good Michael vocal. Yeah, very, very. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Now, interesting thing about about your NXS week. I'm going to ask you first about your NXS week, and you told me off air that uh, you were such a passionate fan that your clairvoyant had something to say about you your NXSisms. Is that right? I knew you were going to bring, Am I bring that up. now. Well, people think I'm crazy. Listen, my, my late beautiful mother, she believed in clairvoyance and mm-hmm. uh, there's been a few spooky things in my life where I go, wow, that's a bit too coincidental. So I'm gonna, I'm subscribing to your clairvoyance. Oh, he's amazing. Okay. My, my clairvoyant is yeah. amazing. I've, I've seen him quite a few times now, but um, literally like the thing that really sparked it for me with him was um, two weeks prior to talking, well, prior for you phoning me and saying, B, I've got a podcast I want to do. What do you think? Can I? Yeah, great. And you said, be my co-host. And I said, yes, very quickly. It was because my clairvoyant <laughs> had already told me two weeks prior that this was going to happen and I had to say yes. So wow. that was wow. that was only recently, really, isn't it? Because we're only eight weeks in anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. I went to see him yesterday and um, I said, I'm, I'm here really to say thank you because like it's working, you know, it's it's wonderful. It's a great <laughs> journey. And he says, I'm so glad you did that. He says, because you're doing the right thing. And he turned to me and he hasn't heard our podcast. He turned to me and he says, you will get those boys into the Rock Hall of Fame without a doubt. It's like, we what? will help them. What? <laughs> help we're going to get, get themselves there. in. We're going to be sort of the. Yeah, we're no, going to be the said. people just pushing that little extra bit over the line. Yeah. We're the two dollar Coke machine that we've got a buck ninety five in there at the moment. <laughs> we're the five cents. So that's that's our that's, right. that's our bit to get them, them into. The, that's what I meant. Help. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You said a lot more Absolutely. as well, but, but um, I'll keep those little bits to myself. But lots of in excess things. Well, it's good. It's really good. Hmm. Well, let, let me get more um, dreamy-like as well. I had a dream over the last seven days in my NXS week that they mm-hmm. were being inducted and and that it was official and they were on the running list and then I woke up, which was a bit like my rant the other oh, week, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember we did the rant where, you know, we were storming the halls of the Rock Hall of Fame and then you the alarm went off? It. it was I literally had that, oh. yeah. So, well, I had one similar. We've got a bit of work to do. Yeah, I had one similar, <laughs> and we were at the barriers watching them go on the red carpet, and they were all holding hands with their wives and girlfriends. And the wives and girlfriends smiled at us because we were shy to look over, but, but mm. the band didn't look at us. What's that all about? Oh. <laughs> well, it had to be a nightmare, not a dream, then, huh? <laughs> I was a bit let down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, anyway, my next this week, yes, it's Gary's birthday. It was, I think. We, we wish him happy birthday about a week or two ago, but it is actually officially June 23rd, isn't it? Um, so uh, there's been quite a bit of love going out in the community for Gary, yeah. and there's been a few little interviews he's done this week. So yeah. well done to you, GGB. Yeah, um, that was nice. Uh, what else is happening in excess week? Anything else stand out for you? Well, I was just going to continue that I got in touch with Toby Rant, who is um, the lead singer of Asher Moon that... Um, 
that Gary is part of now and I, I can't get a hold mm. of Gary so I said hey Toby can you pass this post that I've done to Gary and he said sure no problem and then he did and he posted it for me and I was like pretty proud that he'd done that so uh, thank you Toby uh, well, <laughs> well maybe, maybe Gary might be our first guest maybe we can use your <laughs> one degree of separation from Gary Gary Beers and yes. see if we can get him on the show okay love that we'd love that He'd be yeah. nice, yeah. He's got, look, with, with all, uh, you know, perspective aside, Gary's got something to sell at the moment, and that's a new mm. album with Ash and Moon. But I'm sure, as in a lot of the press releases, it's like Ash and Moon in brackets, ex, you know, in excess guitarist or in excess guitar, bass guitarist Gary Beer. So, you know, and respectfully, he's using his in excess history and, and the promo team are to get Ash and Moon plugged and get some airtime and things. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure any platform that, uh, you know, Gary could get onto to promote what he's doing now and celebrate the past uh, could be a possibility so that's our goal uh, we want to get the band members on and a few people have asked me why haven't we so far well I think B and I we've just wanted initially to um, you know we're up to episode 8 and yeah. I know next week B we will be celebrating uh, Shabu Shabar next week yes. okay so I thought I'd get that out to you um, mm-hmm. 1982 uh, that'll be exciting doing a review um, and then the week after we'll be doing our Zoom episode call mm-hmm. but you know B and I took a you know we're taking a, um, a 4,000 episode uh, <laughs> uh, I guess a long long game plan for this so we've got plenty of time to get onto the band members but we wanted to make sure we're doing things professionally doing things well that everything sounds okay we're organised uh, you know with our material and things like that and then we're mm. going to definitely leap into pushing some band members to come on well um, I, I, I'd like uh, to interject yeah. if I May that also yeah. we have got COVID and we have got our eyes set on one particular band member and we were going to do it together, weren't we? Because we haven't met yes. yet properly. So we'd like to meet in yeah. Sydney with one of the band or two of the band members and do a proper sit round a bar and do a, a, or, or a cup of tea and have a proper interview. So that would be very exciting. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And just one other thing about last week's episode, I thought I might clarify a little bit better because when I did listen back at the episode, um, I could probably understand how people might have been confused on one thing. Uh, when I was doing the rant last week about this sort of unsavoury article, essentially, just to make it really simple, what this journalist was essentially saying was that Richard Lowenstein had come out with a documentary with this big revelation that Michael had suicided, you know, and you know through the the, the, the ways that you know were founded back in the in the in the time, um, and it was like this big revelation that that contradicts 23 years of auto asphyxiation. That was the point that really got me quite angry because the coroner in 1998 had his findings. Um, yes, there was scepticism. And there was some uncertainty and, and you know, uh, different things went on to sort of fuel that, be it, you know, BBC interviews with certain people. But the reality was there hasn't been, you know, Richard Lowenstein didn't do a documentary to go, oh, my God, this is all about Michael actually suicide. It wasn't auto-fixation, which is the tenant of this particular journalist's, journalist's article. So I just wanted to sort of reiterate where that, you know, distinction came from. You know, Richard put on a beautiful documentary mm. celebrating his life 
and everything about it, both in excess, out of in excess, and Michael himself. It was nothing to do about his departure from this earth. It was about to celebrate his life. And to think that just because there was a deeper dive into the fact that he was troubled, wasn't this big, you know, eureka wow moment of the, oh my God, Michael actually did kill himself, you know, which is what this journalist was trying to make out that what Richard's, you know, um, documentary was about. When, as we all know, B, we, we met at that documentary launch, mm-hmm. it was all about a celebration of his life, wasn't it? Yes, and showing you the true Michael, not the sensationalised yeah. Michael, yeah. Yeah. Ironically, to diffuse the type of sensationalism of what this journalist had come up with. They were just trying to mm. put things straight, mm. you know? Mm. So, uh, and most people really are aware of it. Um, and, uh, but there was a deeper dive into some more accuracies that, that, that you, know, f- you know, tried to just set the record straight. But it wasn't sort of this, you know, lone wolf moment where Richard's coming out to sort of prove that Michael you know, passed away, you know, um, different to the the greater, you know, um, uh, theory that the public are aware of when most people realise what happened. Yeah, and I I like the fact that he didn't make anybody a villain in in that um, that film at all. Everyone was um, respected. I liked that. I liked that a lot, that everyone was respected in that film. Yeah, so I just wanted to clarify that a little bit because I know you edit some parts of the podcast together and sometimes a flow might just get a little bit sort of lost. So when I was listening, I, I could sort of see how people might have not quite understood. Uh, so, yeah, so we're not going to post the original article up because that's almost gone now. I think there's a sort of a, a new edit. But um, what we would say really simply is that uh, Richard's documentary was a celebrate of his life, not a big revelation of his death uh, and how he went about it because it's known that my Michael passed away from suicide, nothing else. So this opportunistic journalist, journalist um, really dropped the ball. So other than that, you know, uh, time for some news, B. What do you think? I think so. All right, news. We have chart information, which we love to start off with. Uh, unfortunately, though... The greatest hits in Australia has gone from 33 to 41, B. What's going on? What happened? Come on, people. <laughs> Buy the album. <laughs> Maybe everyone's got it. No? Tell your friends. Buy it for your grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Father's Day's presents. coming up. Uh, Christmas. Who knows? Maybe a COVID yes. present, you know. We're downloaded. Get it, get yeah, it, get so, it. Uh, <laughs> but, but knowing these fluky charts, they'll probably, they'll probably bounce back to 25 next week, so we'll see. Of course it will, because everyone's going to buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Also, too, uh, as we're time of recording this, uh, in three days' time, a couple of days' time, uh, actually, I think when we actually launch uh, our episode podcast on Friday, uh, the Live Baby Live, uh, the Wembley concert, uh, Light at Wembley, will be released, uh, which is exciting, the new redux sort of version with everything. So Mm -hmm. as of Friday, the time we launch this podcast, it shall be available for consumers to download or buy etc uh, as of June 26 so that'll be pretty cool um, again we've talked a bit about just the updated sort of sound uh, changes um, the cult, you know the the, uh, 
the, the colouring of, I guess, the uh, restoration of the visual mm -hmm. side, uh, which looks awesome. And uh, again, if you download or Google Suicide Blonde Live at Wembley, you'll see a great example of the before and after of all the sort of changes that have been made. So yeah. definitely packs a punch. Even even some of the behind the band shots of them looking to the crowd, they look awesome in terms of the uh, yeah. updated version, B. Yeah, it looks great. Well, I went to see it at the cinema, so I was like, yeah, wonderful. I can't wait. How are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? How are you going to? You going to download it? You going to Blu-ray it? You going to video? It? What are you going to do? I'm, 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 I'm still tactile. I like buying the physical thing and putting mm. it in the machine and whatever. So, so I'm a bit old school in that regard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got yeah, excited. I like to hold it. My I, do you? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Come that on, was, Ben. That, I haven't suffered that, didn't I? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, my 10-year-old, 11-year-old, um, told me that his um, PlayStation actually plays a Blu-ray disc. I'm very excited. <laughs> so I'm going to get Blu-ray. Yeah. Now, uh, a couple of other bits of news. Uh, on a little bit of a sad note, B, uh, I think overnight at the time of recording, uh, Joel Shoemaker, the mm. famous uh, American director who directed uh, The Lost Boys, of which In Excess contributed Good Times mm -hmm. and Laying Down the Law with Jimmy Barnes, uh, also uh, directed the Devil Inside film clip. Fortunately, uh, he passed away overnight at the age of 80. So always a little bit sad when that happens, isn't it, B? Mm, very sad. So rest yeah. in peace, Joel. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, as our age and era, there's a lot of our listeners out there probably grew up on Joel Schumacher films, mm. uh, whether it was Flatliners or The Lost Boys or San Elmo's Fire. Um, yeah. he's, I don't think his Batman movies were that great, but uh, he, he had a lot of... His real probably uh, uh, sweet spot was the 80s and 90s in terms of what mm. he did, so I'm sure most people out there have seen a Joel mm. Schumacher film or films. Yeah, I might go and watch some of those this week. No, Flatliners, that was yeah. a great film. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah I, I love that film. Um, mm. Also, too, uh, just in the last 24 hours, do you know Andrew's daughter has released a song? Andrew Ooh. Farris's daughter, April. No, And the song is called All the People, but, mm. and it's not a blur cover. You know, all the people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a blur cover, um, but there was a picture of uh, April and it was, it was going around online there, and she has the most striking big blue eyes. Have you seen her? Oh, no, 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 I'll have to have no, a look. No, I mean, uh, she's me. very, very stunning eyes, and uh, she's got a, a tune out which has got a bit of in excess funky sort of sound to it. Uh, mm. Do yourself a favour, I think you can download it, etc. there, but um, uh, yeah following the father's footsteps so uh, she's got a a fingertip of Andrew's talent I'm sure yep. she'll get hits and things like that so good on you April Excellent. well done well done April yes we'll all listen to that I'm sure thank you for letting us know about that how you doing and for those that don't know I think by my side uh, and actually that might be met uh, Andrew's wife but beautiful girl I think was about April wasn't it yes it was yes yeah um also to ex in excess singer John Stevenson from Noiseworks who has also obviously played uh, within excess during those transition years um, has been touring around Australia recently with uh, or pre-COVID with the sort of Noiseworks in excess collection he has set up dates in New Zealand next year already for a whole bunch of concerts for that so if any Kiwis we do have one or two very fun, very very f uh, fan orientated uh, in excess fans over there don't we mm -hmm. 
in uh, New Zealand. Mm. So John is going to be touring at some of the big festivals over there. I think one of them is called the Selwyn Festival, and uh, he'll be playing all NXS and Noiseworks songs there. So Kiwis, do yourself a favour, get in and uh, get your tickets. Uh, and speaking of tickets, this weekend, B, do you want to tell the listeners where you're heading to? Oh yeah, I am, aren't I? So on Friday, well, I'm, I must. Have, I've got. I've got to explain. Friday, I know. Lately, I've been a little bit late. I might be a little bit late uploading the series because I am literally leaving work and bombing it down the coast to Newcastle to be with my in excess friends and to go and see the Don't Change Boys, Blair and the Don't Change Boys, um, their first concert um, back after COVID. So it's just a handful of us, fifty people, and I do believe it's getting live streamed as well and is somebody helping with that i've been told i've been going to be handed a camera but we'll see what happens with that (laughs) but i think they're doing they're doing the friday and saturday and sunday and a sunday matinee as well just to get everybody um, in there so it's going to be a fun weekend okay Mm. wow okay well Stay tuned and we might even be able to post something up about any streaming of that mm-hmm. because uh, I'm sure some of the, the listeners of the Blair episode uh, would be really uh, excited uh, to probably see something about that. And with this silly, annoying virus still sort of amidst us, any form of entertainment we can bring into our home through platforms is well appreciated. Hey, this is Tim Farris and you're listening to Access All Areas in Hayden and B. And now for Topic of the Week. All right, Topic of the Week, B. We're into part two of the, uh, well, our greatest five videos that we love. Now, we know NXS had so many. We cheated a bit by breaking this topic into two eras. I think the other week we had 19, sort of 80 through to sort of 1980, sort of six. Mm-hmm. And this year is 1987 through to sort of 2005, which uh, I guess covers the sort of two eras of the band, uh, almost pre-international explosion explosion and then sort of post-international explosion Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah here we are again in part two Um, you've got the new ball I'm gonna let you go first with your number five B okay now bearing in mind that I already know what you have because I had to get the music (laughs) so I'll try to go a little bit different it was hard though because you chose chose some really good ones there I must admit okay my first one and I know we've spoken about this video before. It's um, one that um, they did a series of them while they were at a hotel in Prague. But this one stands out for me on many reasons, but I'm going to um, go for Guns in the Sky as my number five. Um, Mainly because it's got just a slight aggressiveness in there for the guns in the sky and the way they're playing their instruments. I love the fact that they're changing their um, clothes. Like one would have the, one's got the big coat on and then the other one's got the big coat on and John's coming in and doing all different types of dancing all along. And then it's just the doors opening and closing. I just love it. Do you like that? What do you think? Well, it's interesting because everything you described there, I'm like, did they do that in the film clip, did they? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think it sums up our differences. You're into the aesthetics and the visual, mm. aren't you? <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, videos are, aren't they? 
Well, true, true, true. But I don't. I wasn't paying particular attention to the close. I, I think I was a bit more. Um, I, I like I like the sort of aggression coming towards the camera, and it mm. sort of uh, leads up to sort of future videos, doesn't? In a way where yeah. they're sort of charging at the camera. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know the, the, the sort of the wording around it, and uh, um, I think they made this clip in just about an hour or something yeah. like that. You yeah. know, they had a few drinks as well. <laughs> I think they had a lot yeah. of fun with that one. Really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Thank, good choice. Thank you. What was your right. number five? All right, well, coming to number five, I'm going a little bit ahead of you in time. I'm going mm. with the film clip for everything. Oh. And I, again, a, a great film clip sometimes can help make a great song and vice versa occasionally. Um, for, uh, the big people out there may not have seen this because it wasn't sort of the latter part of their mm-hmm. career, but essentially uh, it's the band playing in a sort of a little mini sort of almost um, uh, amphitheatre, isn't it? Yes. You know, they're, they're down on a sort of a circular revolving, sort of almost like a lazy Susan. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello, number 66 lemon chicken. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they're on a bit of a sort of a, a rotating sort of uh, 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 r- round sort of in the middle there. And uh, the, ba- well, sorry, the fans are sort of walking down sort of the an empty sort of amphitheatre mm-hmm. and gradually it fills up. Mm-hmm. And the film clip sort of has a bit of by play with the audience and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and I love the fact that uh, it's sort of the, the audience sort of chip in with their vocals at the right sort of spots. And yeah. um, I reckon Michael, it, it's, it's it's almost the last time I think I saw Michael really happy in that mm-hmm. filming of that that clip. He really sort of got into it as mm-hmm. well. And um, it's a real band video where they're all sort of looking like they're in sync together. And you know, this one should have been a hit. I believe. Yes. You know, this is. Sort of one of those ones where I go, geez, this should have been a big hit for them. And, um, you know, you wouldn't hear it on the radio in most parts of the world because it wasn't a hit, but it was the second single off the album. And I love the song still, and the film clip still resonates with me. Yeah, it's a very upbeat song, isn't it? And it's nice how it sort of like comes together with, like you said, the audience coming down. I mean, Timmy the, ta- the Cowboy, like that's, that's um, such a good, um, iconic look that he had there as well. But um, I just, um, yeah, and I do believe Erin, um, the girl that Michael was seeing towards the end of his um, life, was in the audience too, so that might be why he was smiling, maybe. Really? Okay. Yes. You might yeah. have to look out for yeah. her. And I was just about to see if you were in the audience or you were part of it, we'd love to hear from you, wouldn't we? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. we'd love to know how that all went. How many takes did it take? <laughs> Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, uh, number four for you. Mm, oh God, it's a real hard choice. This, I must admit. What have I written? Um, oh, I actually like this. Is another left field one because, again, it's about aesthetics. <laughs> but I like keep the peace, and the reason why I like keep the peace is I really like him in that white jumper. And again, they're always at the camera, aren't they? It's it's a really good high energy song as well. Um, not so bothered that it's a part of um, a ninety an eighties um, movie, but um, yeah, I like watching that clip a lot. And I bet you didn't hear any of that because you were messing around with your microphone, weren't you? <laughs> I probably was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was look. I'm in Australia and it is Melbourne and it is winter. And I was turning my heater off for listeners if they really want to know. All I got so to this, see was a butt. 
<laughs> okay. The old visuals again, huh? Um, this is, I'll, I'll let you know an interesting thing about this song. Uh, this was, I think, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Right. It was. Mm. It was in that. So, and I think that film clip sort of centered around sort of the theme, the movie around Disneyland, didn't it? Mm. So, sort of cut in and out um, of that. But it's interesting because I was obviously really into the band and things, and they had a song on Full Moon Dirty Hearts the year before called Make Your Peace. Mm. And then this was sort of Keep the Peace. Mm. And. It didn't, I mean, we're talking pre-internet here and, uh, you know, the movie and things like that. I didn't really know much about this song until a few years later. Um, it, and I was right into the band, but it wasn't really released as a single. There was obviously a video coming in on the movie, but it didn't get shown in Australia. And, and when I saw it later on, I like, keep, keep your peace, mm. or keep the peace, I was like, oh, okay, it's make your peace. It's a typo. Mm. So, yeah, I only discovered this song a little bit later on um, and saw the video and things like that as well. Mm. So, um, but interesting left field choice. Uh, would not have actually picked you could have given me 30 guesses. I wouldn't have think, thought you would have picked that one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. credit for innovation. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. the white jumper, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to say, okay. I had to have it in. Okay, what's your number four? Yes, your number yeah, four. Yeah, number four for me. Uh, look, I'm going to go with a song that was actually nominated for a Grammy for uh, Best Video. And for those who have seen this, which I'm sure is plenty, uh, it's a really beautifully shot video. Uh, it's called Beautiful Girl, and the video itself was really colourfully, uh, uh, you know, put together uh, by a guy called Mark Pellington, who uh, made some great movies thereafter. This was sort of his initial uh, calling card. He was a video producer, but uh, he went on to make a great thriller called Arlington Road with Tim Robbins, uh, and. This film clip really sort of a bit of a homage to uh, models and uh, those who are suffering eating disorders mm-hmm. and things like that and just the pressure of being beautiful, etc. there. Mm-hmm. And the song itself had a great message and the video had a great message. And, uh, yeah, this one is uh, definitely uh, high up there, number four for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, the fact that a lot of supermodels were suffering with the um, anorexia at the time, weren't they? And they were all mm. trying to have this really gaunt look on the catwalk. And so having this was really addressing those issues. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I I was part of I was I wasn't anorexic, but yeah, just to be seeing girls suffering, it was actually good yeah. that um, bands that were so um, up there were actually addressing it. So yeah, good choice, yeah. good choice. And I look, I remember at the time, like I was uh, look, I'll share a bit of personal stuff. I, I was sort of coming out well, towards the end of a relationship, but um, it was that point of the relationship where you know you're giving that person the irrits um, for the want of a better expression. And I remember saying, oh, this is great film clip out, you know, with In Excess, Beautiful Girl, and this is the message. And I think my girlfriend at the time took it out of me going, oh, Michael's supermodels, this double standard, you know, oh. videos like this, 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 this. She got all hoity-toity with me. And I was like, well, maybe he's close enough to see it and know it and he's talking yeah. about something he knows. So yeah. shut the fuck up, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, he did. Yeah. And that's, that's right, actually. You were right to say that. Okay. Yeah. So oh. my number... Three. Three. Right. Well, I would have chosen everything, actually, because I do like that song um, and that video because it, it, is, it is a standout one. Gazumped. Um, I know, I know. But I'm going <laughs> to have to choose a different one. So I'm going to choose again for the aesthetics. 
Hello? I'm going to go for the tighty whitey t shirt in Disappear. Oh, oh, that's a really, really, it's so, I, I love how it makes them look all movie starish, but sexy rock and rollers at the same time in all the black and white and sepia looking. And just like all the big shots, like you say, just like, yeah, and oh, yeah, it's nice to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I definitely agree with you about sepia. It's a, it, it's sort of a bit dully shot, you know, but maybe it's deliberately done that way. Mm. Um, I, uh, for those who know the twelve inch, uh, twelve inch sort of uh, version of Disappear, the dance version, um, that I like that. I like the original version better, but I like the film clip when it's attached to the 12, 12 inch version. Uh, it might be the Laura remix or something like that. Uh, it's a really, uh, it's really a really good uh, remix of that song. And I, when they put it to the clip and played around with it, I thought that as a piece of the music with the clip was better. But um, interesting choice. That was off uh, X and the yes. second single and. Uh, great song. Uh, I can, I do know that uh, a you know the gentleman who runs uh, the Hustle podcast, John Lamoureux, that's his favourite In Excess song, and he is actually interviewing Andrew in the next couple of weeks. So mm. I am jealous about that. Yes. But we will get Andrew eventually. I hope so. But but yeah, Disappear is a great song, and uh, I guess uh, in England at the time that was a pretty big hit over there, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, dis- yeah, very big, big hit over there. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm still yeah. away looking, thinking about the tighty whitey t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. what's your number three? All right. Well, my number three, uh, a bit similar to what I was saying before about Guns in the Sky. This is one of those aggressive film clips, one of a couple there where they're really attacking at the camera. Mm. And uh, uh, I think I might have mentioned on the podcast the other week that uh, they made this film clip the night of the time that I was going to see an excess being played at the uh, Palace Hotel in Melbourne. Oh. And afterwards, they went off about midnight to film this film clip. And we, in our inimitable way, jumped in the car and went around the streets of Port Melbourne on an in excess treasure hunt trying to find them because they were filming this film clip at the time that evening and it was called The Gift and uh, what I realised now was having seen the outtake footage from Richard Lowenstein on on, I think Rage recently uh, a lot of it was filmed in the afternoon so I think (laughs) about eight hours out (laughs) in doing this but um, yeah I mean for me, this song and the clip was such a sort of powerful clip, mm. attacking the camera, great innovation. Mm. Um, again, should have been a hit um, across the world. I think it was number 11 in England and, and top 10 in Australia, but should have been the song that reclaimed their glory in America. Mm-hmm. But typical Americans, you know, in terms of censorship, that is, they I think they, they ban parts of it, especially the uh, hitting of the sort of, uh, I guess, the, the pegs on the wrist, like the sort of crucifixion shots mm. they put, you know, bands and crosses over the cross so to speak Um, so yeah it was one of those things that uh, unfortunately um, sort of curbed their their attempt at regaining momentum but as a uh, as a clip this actually won ARIA uh, best clip of the year in Australia so they won an ARIA for it and uh, one of sort of Richard's last clips with the band I think Um, so yeah The Gift is is that number three for me great song as well really good Hmm. Do you have much of a memory of that at the time for you or no, since? Or? I, don't, I don't. Not not at the time, no. I'm more, I mean, I play it no. more now, um, but not yeah. at the time. It didn't really reach um, England, I don't think. Okay. No. 
Well, it was a hit, but you know, maybe it sort of came and went a little bit. You know, you never know. Too busy doing something else, obviously. My number two is taste it. Talk about censorship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. It, it had to be my top five. Um, can't be my top one, but top five. Um, taste it. I mean, I mean, do I? <laughs> do you want me to? Do you elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to um, pull it apart and tell you every bit about it? No, it tells a little story, doesn't it? I like. Yeah. I like the fact that you know these naughty little boys are going around the um, the houses looking into the windows and seeing things they really shouldn't be seeing. Yes, yes. Um, looking into the lives of other people and what they get up to. Um, yeah. And also, and I'm sure there's lots of um, women out there have paused <laughs> this video <laughs> point. I know that... The it'd, be like that it'd be like that <laughs> Sharon, Ta- Sharon Stone scene. <laughs> it's, the male, it's the female equivalent, is it? Okay. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you should mention that because I found a gift the other day with Sharon Stone and she's actually, no, I will send it to you and it's quite naughty, but it's funny. Right. She's actually kicking a football and not pulling her legs apart. It's quite funny. Right. Anyway, right. moving on before we get censored again. Um, yeah, taste it. Yes, it's very good. I quite like watching that. It's a great song though. It's a good Do song. Now, being British, mm-hmm. you probably the scene where is it? I think it's is it Andrew and uh, uh, John on the couch who are doing almost their imitation of the Cray Brothers. <laughs> you know, when they're sitting on the couch holding the balls or whatever there is. Is, is it that scene? Do you remember that? <laughs> uh, yes, um, I'm actually playing with my wire at the moment quite a lot. Um, yeah, I think in his white underpants. I think someone zoomed in on those. Um, a, a lady called Michelle Nebert, and she should not be. Um, um, Yes, it's very naughty, very naughty. Right. But yes, they do look a little bit like the Crays, don't they? And yeah. is it Kurt having his fingernails painted? I think as well. I think so. He got away lightly, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, it was, it was, it was it like, they being sort of uh, I don't know, manicured or pedicured or whatever you call mm. it. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, Michael had a lot of fun with that. Correct. Mm. I think they'd do a few takes, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I would have if I was right. there. <laughs> anyway. Fair enough, fair enough. Right. Okay, your turn. Number two. All right. So uh, for me, number two, I toyed with the idea of flipping these around one and two, but mm-hmm. I, I went with this as number two in the end. It was very narrowly missed my number one spot, but... Uh, this was a song that was in America the lead single off Welcome to Wherever You Are. Uh, in Australia, it was the flip side to Taste It, I think we talked about the other week. Yeah. This went number 27 in America, and the film clip is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's called Not Enough Time. Uh, it's a real dreamy film clip with Michael and then the water and the scenes, and uh, I think that culmination at the end where it's like you know uh, gonna make time stop and then and the sort of the banter in the air and the explosion of mm. of uh, you know projectiles and things the like that it's such, going yeah, off. Yeah. It's such an such an anthem there mm. and um, again one of one of the great songs that they have like it always seems to be my top five um, and I just wish you know the world would keep playing on the radio like mm. sometimes I get sick of hearing some of their songs on the radio and this is one that probably doesn't get much airplay anywhere yeah. but 
Um, it's uh, a great song, Not Enough Time, and the film clip still stacks up uh, yes. 28 years later. Yeah, it's an epic film clip, actually. There's a lot going on mm. in there, isn't there? I mean, beautiful yeah. women, like, in their yeah. lace and stuff as, as well, rolling around. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, and then he's got the um, flares in his hand. He looks like he's going to set fire to one of them. <laughs> I yeah. can see Kurt yeah. going, where are you going with that? <laughs> yeah. Great choice. Yeah. I thought that was going to be Thank your you. number one, but you, you're surprising me now. It was narrow. Yeah. Narrowly beaten, but uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. I really, yeah. Okay. So my number one, I changed because I thought you were going to have the other one, like what we're going to say <laughs> as number one. is. Okay. So I would like your number one as well. I'm sure you'd yep. like my number one too. My number right. one is Mystify. There's a lot about this that it's just an endearing that the fact that you can be part of them creating the beginning of the song of Andrew and Michael sitting there with his pen behind his ear and his hair tied back and with a few notes and then <laughs> the drums go and then it's all like, you know, black and white and then the colour and the fact that, you know, there's Tim with his brat cap on and red suit and they're all looking into the camera as well it's just a really fun just shows you what they are like live and it just takes me straight back to all their live gigs to tell you the truth yeah my number one see that's an interesting one you pick because it's not a standard video it's sort of like okay we've got a little bit of them you know, noodling away in Chicago and then there's sort of Michael sort of with the headphones on in the recording studio and then it flashes to some live stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a bit, look, it's a, to me it's a classic fifth single, fourth single type hodgepodge of things together. But, you know, if it connects with you and connects with you, that that's that's the key to it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, I think I said with Don't Change a few weeks ago, that clip probably cost them $50 to make, but mm-hmm. hey, it still connects, you know. So uh, interesting choice for you. I would have not picked that one. Okay, yeah, it, yeah. Like you say, it connects. It brings a smile to my face when I see all their smiles as well, and just the yep. fact that they're cre- you see a creation being born, I suppose, in front of your eyes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess drum roll. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, you, you know, a lot of people might have thought, oh, he's going to pick Nija tonight or whatever. There. And look, I, I love Nija tonight, mm. but. Um, it's not going into my number one list, not because it's not innovative, whatever, but I, I think if I'm really assessing, I think that what you need was the precursor to Need You Tonight. And I think, I think well, what you need was my number one in the first half of their career. So as a stretch of innovation and technology, to me, Need You Tonight, technologically speaking, is awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's what you need part two in terms of the, uh, the technical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in this instance, I can't really, you know, have uh, need you tonight in there because of what you need already being, uh, I guess, uh, covered that type of ground. So my number one uh, is never tear us apart. Yeah, you've got to have that. And for the reasons that... uh, you know, I, I guess it's it's almost as the closest I think I've ever seen as a, a, a like a cinema type sort of mm. setting and camera work for for a um, 
uh, a film clip. Um, I think a couple of years later, All I Want Is You from Year 2 had that similar feel. It was like a, a five, six, seven minute movie. Um, uh, for Never Tear Us Apart to sort of break it down a bit, it obviously was in Prague. Uh, when you see the making of the clip, you see sort of the, the dolly and the, the camera and Richard being up in the air doing the aerial shots. Um, it's the only time you ever hear the extended introduction version of the song. And what I mean by that is um, it's that, that beautiful um, keyboard and instrumental orchestral stuff that goes for about a minute before it really kicks into the normal version. So you get this about 40 to 50 second introduction uh, orchestral keyboard bit that um, uh, when uh, I met Richard last year at the documentary launch of Mystify, I asked him about it. I said, look, you know that in the film clip you've got that extra minute there at the start we never hear that on the CD you never mm. hear that on the single you never hear it on the album of Kick mm. the only time you can ever see or hear it is in the film clip and you know he mentioned that and he, and he said that was really important just in setting the mood of the of the film clip oh. and um uh, you know, it's Michael, that part where he's walking along, yeah. you know, before, you know, along the river there and just the intro mood music. But the way it sort of lifts and gives you almost that look of Prague, you get that feeling and beautiful sort of setting because I think Prague is one of those cities that wasn't affected by World War II. It seemed to sort of retain its beautiful heritage of buildings and, mm -hmm. and infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Michael sort of... Uh, you know, his vocal in it, um, the band members individually sort of standing there uh, in their different sort of uh, settings, the close-up of the guitar riff, mm -hmm. you know, Kirk's, you know, saxophone walking on near the little... Uh, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, walking along sort of near the, the cemetery there, that yeah. little mini cemetery, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's such a... It's only three and a half minutes, but wow, like, you could... You can't... Oh, if that film clip's on, you can't turn it off without watching the whole thing. No, no. And then it flashes to the big town square at the end, you know, as it sort of goes, uh, uh, that outro at the end. And it's just, um, I think for Richard, he, he'd seen pictures of Prague and approached the band and said, look, guys, you know, I've got this really good idea for a film clip. You know, this, this, this city is so pristine and beautiful. You know, this would make, this song would really go well to the backdrop. And I think, you know, they went to Prague and they did this and thought, okay, we'll do, we'll do New Sensation while we're here and Guns on the Sky while we're here, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but it's still a majestic clip and it still never grows old. Yeah, it's perfection, I think. It's a perfection. Yeah. And um, I actually have got a 12-inch um, record vinyl um, of the band um, interviewed by a Russian guy. Have you ever heard this interview? Uh, it's not in excess profiled, is it? I, the, uh, I, I don't know. It's upstairs. I, 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 it's upstairs with all my other records at the moment. Not here. I'll have yep. to find it out and play it for you. But yep. it's um, yeah, it's great. And they they're a little bit tired. They've been recording for like you know 24 hours doing um, all three videos. Um, but right. they are so in awe of Prague. They just love it, and they're talking really naturally to this. Um, Russian. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's good fun. I'll have to find yeah. it out for you. I'm sure MM would tell us a little bit more about it. Do you have any uh, close calls? What was your sixth and seventh? Is there anything else that was unlucky to make your top five? Yeah, there was a few, I must admit. Um, yeah, I kept, I kept 
moving them around a little bit. I mean, new sensations I really like as well. That's yes. a good fun um, video to watch. And I'd like to actually mention um, Devil Inside because of the passing of Joel as well this week. Um, I've got a love-hate relationship with that video, I must admit. I think it's because of all the beautiful girls there, it's like, mm, they're so leggy and beautiful. I wanted to be there. Ah. we got Jealous B here, haven't we? Jealous B, Jealous B, yeah. yeah. But so. I like, you know, the playing pool and having fun and, uh, yeah. It's a good video. It's a good video. But it's very American. It's not very See, I like... The, I, I like... I, well, you're sounding like Kirk there, aren't you? You're quoting Kirk. Mm. Oh, it's too American. It is, it is too American <laughs> for me, especially being British. I'm like, no, um, I, no. See, I, I, I like it. I like it when it's like, here comes the woman, and there's that woman coming in. Like, <laughs> yeah, I bet you Talk do. about timing the lyric with the woman. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah. again, Taste It's very American, but I like that one. Yeah. There's, well, there's a video that I was trying to find, and I cannot think for the life of me what it's called. And you might be able to tell me. So it's it's um, a really like spoofy video that they did when they're actually kidnapped by a load of women. Yes. Okay. So it's funny. I was just thinking a moment ago about some videos that may have not been so great, and mm. I was going to throw a curveball at you and say, "Okay, B, tell me your worst three. And I'd say that and was the worst one, but it's actually quite funny. It's actually better if you don't play <laughs> well, the song and just watch them. <laughs> well, that that one's called uh, "Don't Don't Blame the Messenger." That's okay. It. Thank and you. Yeah. So so and that one's like you know Foxy. It's like a real seventies black exploitation yes. type clip, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 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 we'll probably talk about this when we talk about Full Moon, Dirty Hearts. But essentially, what happened? In excess were the first band ever to release twelve sing. Uh, I think twelve videos. I think at the time for twelve songs. Um, so there was like Full Moon, Dirty Hearts, the visual experience, and. It was released in Australia the night of the album and effectively they'd done videos off every song and they'd used young Australian filmmakers to make them oh. and uh, just giving them a chance to get, to get started within the industry. And uh, there's, as I said, there's a couple on there that um, the directors have gone on to international fame and um, probably the worst one was the pleasure you got that with all these sort of cheesy dinosaurs and things that <laughs> eventually got scrapped and they did the sort of more of a proper video with Ray Charles in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the one you're thinking about is the don't play on the mess you're in the back of the limousine and you've got the big afro hairs and, yeah. the, and the sort of the fake guns, haven't they, you know? <laughs> like yeah. you say, it's spoofy, but it's actually, yeah, it's yeah, actually quite right. funny if you're just watching it and with, like, with yeah. no sound as well. Not that I don't like the song, it's just for that it's quite funny to watch. Um, the Strangest yeah. Party as well, just because it was very different with all the um, black um, latex leather and moving around I think they were on greens they were on green um screens for a lot of that day weren't they I think yeah yeah that's right mm. that's right a um, couple of ones that sort of were unlucky to make for mine was probably Mediate just because of the uh, oh, yeah. you know the the simplicity of it all but just sort of the ode to Bob Dylan yeah. um, I think that was a bit unlucky not to make it uh, trying to think what else was there I think I like Freedom Deep uh, which uh, again not, not a lot of people have seen but again it was part of that visual experience mm. um, I think of uh, what do we got off the news of the sky uh, yeah, Devil Inside was good. I mean, Need You Tonight was unlucky. Mm. Um, 
Suicide Blonde, not the greatest clip, it's okay. Uh, I think By My Side I like, because it was filmed actually mm. with the Sydney um, Symphonic uh, Orchestra and, and Michael looked great in the big yeah. sort of red velvet type suit and the band were playing that sort of live on stage to a certain point, you know, yeah. with the orchestra and that was quite a nice one. Um, Heaven Sent was great, I think it was just quite different, you know, in terms of sound and just the, the photography in the it. photography, um, yeah, it's very in, isn't it? Like the, the, the yeah. guitar and their faces. It's really claustrophobic. really claustrophobically <laughs> shot, it? isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and then at the end when Michael Pirates around and, and the plectrum gets thrown in the air and yeah. he's got that little tear in his eye, you know what I mean? It's 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 quite mm. uh, it was quite welcome, you know, literally welcome to wherever you are, which at the time they said to welcome to wherever we are. We don't know where we are, but mm. join us, you know? Yeah. Uh, Baby Don't Cry, I think it's a great clip as well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no? <laughs> Don't like it? No, not really. Oh, I thought you'd be loving that. They're all coming down the stairwell in their big black and white outfits and things. I thought you'd be really into that one. I'm not. I know. I should be, shouldn't I? But no, I don't. No. Okay. I know. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. No. I think, I think what we can what? probably conclude on is that... Yeah, look, I think we can probably agree is that look, there was. It's not easy, is it, picking the top five in two eras? No, um, no. Yeah, there was definitely some really good ones probably left on the uh, cutting room floor, yeah. um, and they really did, you know, provide a great effort in terms of their filmmaking and their clips as well. Mm-hmm. So, I guess over the next week or two, people who who, who are uh, listening to this podcast would love to hear, you know, your favourite clips from sort of the second part of their career. That's sort of 1987 to 2005. Now. We haven't given much acknowledgement to 2005 for Switch. I, I did like the Pretty Vegas film clip. I like the Afterglow film yeah. clip. Okay, it's not Michael, etc. there, but I think they were great clips. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, again, we'll review that album accordingly mm-hmm. over time, but, uh, yeah, I think those were good clips as well, yeah. just add to the, to the, to the fold. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's Topic of the Week done for another week. Uh, definitely a lot of fun diving deep into the videos, part two. Uh, again, we welcome everybody's uh, feedback throughout the week. We'd love to hear uh, uh, your favourite videos of part two of the NXS era and uh, uh, share why, what, what you love about them and what, why they connect with you. We, we definitely love hearing that feedback. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! It's 1992. NXS has just released Welcome to Wherever You Are. At the same time, Bon Jovi have released Keep the Faith. It's a showdown. It's a reinvention from NXS. It's a reinvention of haircuts from John Bon Jovi. NXS spearhead their own with their single Heaven Sent. Bon Jovi could lead with Keep the Faith. A haircut more than a song. The quality of song, materials, deep tracks on NXS's welcome album far exceeds anything that Bon Jovi put out on Keep the Faith. Heaven Sent, Baby Don't Cry, Taste It, Not Enough Time, Beautiful Girl, just to name a few. Compare those with Keep the Faith. Beard of fucking roses. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Dry County. Crap. Somehow, inexplicably, Bon Jovi go top five in America and NXS's welcome album only hit 16. I can't believe it. 
and Australia. Welcome goes to number two. It's held off by Jesus Christ Superstar. However, Bon Jovi's Keep the Faith hits number one, a travesty. In America, in excess, there's not enough time. Beautiful Girl go 27 and 46, respectively. However, Bon Jovi somehow sneer four top 40 hits off the album. How can this be? Fast forward 18 months later and welcome struggles to get to 3 million sales around the world. Bon Jovi's Keep the Faith hits 8 million. There's no accounting for taste. The critical response from the NXS Welcome album got the greatest reviews of their career. However, in Australia, they were caught up in the concert for strife. I mean the concert for life. And unfortunately, Welcome got lost in the ether. Somehow Bon Jovi toured around the world while NXS didn't tour. Filled out stadiums while NXS decided to do pubs and clubs. I don't regret it because it's the best concerts I've ever seen. However, Bon Jovi's album suddenly got to 9 and 10 million while NXS has still limped just over 3 million. Fast forward 26 years later and Bon Jovi has somehow bribed their way into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and NXS aren't even nominated yet. The injustice continues. my favorite part of the week i really enjoy this i actually like some finding out all these different songs of our past i must admit do you i do i do it's sort of uh, again that nostalgia thing it takes us um interestingly enough some of these songs still hold up and then some of them are complete absolute embarrassments aren't they <laughs> i know i know okay well i'm just going to go straight in it with an absolute classic when this came on it just took my music level to another level the the, the video the, the, the he's um the way he sang it it was like one of those songs you just was on another level of brilliance i'm gonna play it now This was such a epic song at the time, wasn't it? Mm. You know, that real new romantic thing going on. And Midge Ewer. What a name. Midge what a cool Ewer. name. Midge Ewer. Yeah. Is it, it's a real he name. He wrote the Don't Do You Know It's Christmas song, didn't he? Yeah, huh? co-wrote it, yeah. I remember him going on Wogan and yeah, talking he, about it, actually. But, yeah, I, the, the, um, the synths are amazing, aren't they? They're really dreamy. Hmm. Yeah, great. Yeah. Really good. It was, that, it was sort of that real sort of uh, self-importancy, mm. posy sort of film clip thing mm. with the, the big production sound of 1981. Mm. Good choice, Bertie. Thank you. Uh, although I wouldn't play it now too much. Wouldn't you? Ah, you'll have to have a listen again. Nah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to play some. All right, then. Go on, then. Right, What's yours? Um, over to me. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to put one on here. Now... This one here, uh, 981, was an Australian act, so I, I don't know if you've heard of this band, but I've got a sneaking suspicion the voice of the singer sounds familiar. So this one's a band called Mondo Rock with a song called Cool World. Take it away.
Sounds like the guy out of who did Eagle Rock. Is that correct? A very good get. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Ten years earlier, he was uh, in a band called Daddy Cool, which is a good name for a band, isn't it? Daddy Cool. Yeah. That was a Shawadi Wadi song, wasn't it? Daddy Cool, Daddy Cool. <laughs> you're, you're thinking Boney M now. <laughs> now the band was called Daddy Cool, um, and uh, you hear Eagle Rock, which is a big song, and that one inspired uh, Elton to write, um, I think, Crocodile Rock. But uh, this this one, uh, Cool World, was still gets played on the radio these days. It's good sound, good song. Uh, Definitely no guilt in this one. Absolute pleasure still. So Ooh. over to you, B, for your number two. Oh, okay then. Um, so I'm going. Well, you're going. You're going to have a lot to say about this record, I reckon. But when I was young and this was in the charts, I just loved rapping along to this song. So, and I know there's a lot of you that don't like rap, but I do, and so did Michael. So anyway, here we go. song no okay i will clarify what i meant to say it is not a rap song okay i love you but it has got a little segment that is rap and that's the bit that i like <laughs> okay okay well i challenge you on that uh but we'll let uh we'll let that go through the key as bigger wars we're fighting than over at a man however little in excess one degree of separation Adamant remember in excess mm. toured behind yes uh, or supported Adamant on his tour much to Adam's disappointment when Michael and the gang got more girls than he got and he turned their uh, he turned their speakers down and whatever there because <laughs> he was inferior live and uh, yeah so <laughs> fuck you Adam anyway moving along <laughs> moving along uh, my second guilty pleasure of 981 now this is look this song is probably one of the first novelty songs I ever heard it was written by uh, an artist who was I think born in America grew up in Australia and it was an Italian-y ode to the uh, vignettes of uh, Tuscany it was called Shut Up Your Face over to you Joe Dolce (laughs) Hello I'm a Giuseppe I got the 
special for you. Ready? Uno, two, three, cuatro. When I was a boy, just about the eighth grade, Mama used to say, don't stay out late with the bad boys. Always shoot the pool, Giuseppe, going to flunk a school. Boy, it make me sick, all the thing I gotta do. I always got to follow rules Boy, it making me sick Just to make the lousy bucks Got to feel like a fool And the mama used to say all the time What's the matter to you? Hey, got no respect What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's not so bad It's a nice place Ah, shut up your face That's my mama, can I remember? Big accordion solo I must admit, I, I have to say it is a, a bit of a guilty pleasure for me as well because it was really, really good. <laughs> like, it's not good, sorry, but it was so catchy, wasn't it? And I was in England. And I really thought he was from Italy, though. I didn't know he was from Australia. <laughs> well, I think he was born in America, Joe, oh. and he grew up in Melbourne and was recorded here and was on all the shows here, and then it became that worldwide novelty hit. So, mm. uh, yeah, but uh, look, yeah, I, it was steeped in an era, and look, for me, never to be played again. And unforgettable. <laughs> impregnated yeah. in your head yeah, all right yeah. i'm going to go out on um, a classic again because um oh my poor cousins i'm really sorry adele and debbie that i put you through this and they thought that i was going to make a band i never did that I'm, because i can't sing but anyway i made them with my smash hits learn word for word under pressure and we we would do it we we, we learned um to sing this song for about a week um and they were a bit younger than me and i wouldn't let let it go but here we go under pressure by david bowie and queen yeah choice uh that i mean it's funny when artists get together and, and do a duet or whatever it normally ends up in disappointment doesn't it like mm. you know ebony and ivory stevie wonder and paul mccartney what a mm. what a sugary saccharine piece of crap that is you know um even look even david bowie and mick jagger dancing in the streets was uh underwhelming but uh this what an awesome song what an awesome vocal what an awesome film clip what a great choice b that's that's your shining moment of the podcast series so far oh, well thank you very much but i do have to say i quite <laughs> liked 
um, seeing David Bowie and uh, Mick Jagger dancing in the streets when that came on uh, <laughs> on band, uh, well, a Live Aid. I thought it was quite a pinnacle moment. So. Um, <laughs> hmm. Uh, well, yeah, a great song. I uh, I actually bought that uh, tape back in the day for my mum in 1981. Mm. Uh, the I think it was on the Hot Space album for my mum, and uh, yeah, she loved it as well. So uh, yeah, a little anecdote. All right, uh, my last one. I've saved my best for last today. This one uh, absolutely rocks. Uh, if there was an anthem for chicks, okay, uh, this is it. Okay, yes. and it still sounds as good in 2020 as it does now I think back to this it's all 981 it's got that real sort of uh, strumming guitar intro driving around the streets of LA in the film clip with the, uh, the, the hatchback down and, and, and four or five girls hanging out of the car having a great time then going under fountains in the streets it screams joy abandon freedom and all things possible it's the go-go's our lips are sealed Friends. In fact, I'll even quote it with some of the um, admin on Hutch Nation as well. We we say, well, we're just going to close yeah. our lips on that one. So, uh, yeah, and it has yeah. a comeback on uh, In Excess as well, doesn't it, like Adam? It does, yeah. I think In Excess toured with the Go-Go's a year or two after mm-hmm. that, and Michael and Belinda, as mentioned previously, got on very well. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking and physically speaking. (laughs) And my lips are sealed on that one too. I was about about to say her her lips weren't sealed. Stop it. That's two things. (laughs) We are going, we are heading for (laughs) X-rated. Yeah, this is, this is our blue episode. Maybe maybe we could do a blue episode. (laughs) Blue and red, I reckon. We could could, uh, do a deep dive into the subtle lyrics of Not Enough Time, being inside you, you know? Oh, Jesus. Okay. You're making me go all hot again. All right, well, made it episode eight. Uh, we've made it and concluded and had a great time today, B. Always, always. I can't wait to come down yeah. to Sydney and be with you and we can do a really good one, can't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and just to reiterate, you know, we next week are going to do a Shibusha Bar album review. So by then it will have been about three weeks since we've done uh, Underneath the Colours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will highlight Shibusha Bar uh, next week. And mm-hmm. it's going to be that exciting period where the band are really leaping to, uh, you know, musical art, artistry and mm. really pushing 
pushing the parameters. So it's going to be a, a fun album to talk about. Yes. Um, also, too, as we said earlier, in two weeks' time, we are going to attempt a Zoom international call with uh, some really loyal and hardworking and fan-engaging listeners. Yes. Uh, so we'll see if we can technologically pull that off, B. What mm-hmm. do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit scared, but I'm going to, yes, I'm going to try and get in. I know we've got the leases well, look, the on to this, thing- haven't we? The leases are going hell for leather and getting um, us um, shared everywhere, so that's good. Yeah, the great thing about this particular... Uh, exercise is uh, it's all all the pressure's on you nothing to do with me because that's your expertise (laughs) the pressure's always on me what you're on about (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh, yeah I think we spoke the other week about uh, how do fans get selected to come on that do you want to remind people of what was the the goal or the, the vehicle for them to be selected be well, actually, the leases of this um, in, in excess world of ours um, are doing a cracking job because what they're doing and making it easier on me is actually tagging me in. So if you can, um, if you see any of the posts that we put up on Facebook and you share them to other pages or to your own personal page or to a, um, a messenger, and if you can tag me into that, then I will know that you're sharing 10 people, I think, is it? Did we say 10? Eight. No, I think it was maybe eight, with us two being ten. Oh, that's right. So eight lucky people are going to be able to um, have a great um, chat with us about In Excess and their views as well. So, yeah. So get Mm. get cracking, everybody. Get cracking. Yeah. So... um, did you want me to mention anything else? <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, I guess just to add to that, um, everything you said, I don't really understand mm-hmm. tech speak that well. So anything you said, I'll just go ditto. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess as an extension, we have gone out to different platforms in the last mm-hmm. week or two with iTunes. And there's a few countries that we've suddenly developed, uh, I won't yeah. say a fan base because it's only a couple of listeners, but yes. a couple of countries of listeners who have joined in, B, what uh, were yeah. they? Yeah, Lithuania. Romania yep. and um, Peru. That's where you know, you know, Paddington Bear comes from. Peru. Did you know that? Well, I found that out you earlier tonight. Did I, I did find that early. <laughs> Apparently, I thought just, Paddington. I thought Paddington was from Paddington Station. Uh, you just thought he was but, born in Paddington Station. Just appeared correct. in his hat. No. Correct. He, he correct. came on a That's train right. from Peru. Well, not on a train. Right. From Peru, Fair enough. Fair okay. enough. Right, um, but yeah, look, I mean, we, we, it's something, this is a labour of love for us. So, you know, we'd like to get our our, uh, our band, which is our band, our community's band, in excess into the Rock Hall of Fame. Mm. So the more people who listen to this, the more people who can share this thing out to like-minded individuals. For those who uh, like our, our repartee and banter and our, our waffle, uh, and maybe not the, all the band stuff just as much, um, again, all your comments and all your contributions are really appreciate it but we have a mission to get this band in the rock hall of fame so we want to spread the word of this podcast virally uh, in the most efficient way so um thanks Help to everybody who's contributed <laughs> yeah what's that we need help help us we need we, to get it out yeah. Correct, correct. This is all new um, for us too, isn't it? I mean, it's just a, a, bit, of a, it's a bit of a journey for everybody, really. And um, it's just mm. been fantastic. I wasn't expecting so many people at this point. I must admit, it is sometimes overwhelming to think how many people are listening to me. Well, my hero in this whole exercise uh, is the band and the songs. And we want these songs, uh, especially the deep dive. We're up to, I think, five uh, uh, songs now on our 
Spotify playlist, which mm. uh, we have On a Bus, uh, we have Linda Smile, mm. we have Horizons, we have Barbarian, and we added uh, Deepest Red last yes. week. So we're up to five, five deep dive tracks that a lot of fans who, who love the band haven't really heard of and are getting a lot out of. So yeah. that's another part of our mission to share, you know, uh, more than just the singles out to everybody. So yeah. in line with that, mm. we are back in cover song version of the week where we are in anticipation of Shubu Shabar are going to put out a cover of Don't Change, Yay. which will come up quite frequ- frequently because mm-hmm. there is so many versions out there. But this particular version is a very rocky LA version from a band in the mid-90s who uh, had some international success. Uh, we will play it. We will look forward to your feedback over the, the next week. And uh, thank you from me. And thank you, B, for being on the call with me today in the podcast. Very much appreciated. Thank you for your time, Hayden. Always a pleasure. What do we say? Goodbye from me. And then you say... Goodbye from B. All right. See you, everybody. Bye.
that's a real cover song.